You guys saw this funny entertainment headline this week that Robert Pattinson is the world's most beautiful man according to science. Mm-hmm. Did you see according it? to science. Yeah. Um, the golden ratio. Now, Murphy, when I read that, I thought, oh, remember, yeah. we went into that art gallery recently and we went in the back room to see the... <laughs> The more suggestive paintings. Oh, no, no, hold on a second. They weren't suggestive. They were uh, nudes. They were tasteful People, nudes. Tasteful in in natural state. That's for real. What I for real. I loved them. In fact, I wanted one of them. And then it was like, eh, I'm not going to spend that money. But was I the loved gallery them. called the Golden Ratio? No, but oh. that was that. What he taught, I remember he taught us yeah, about. Yeah, he explained the golden ratio is is what for what it, they have scientifically proven that a certain balance of face, shoulders, waist, and hips. and hips is for most whatever desirable. reason most desirable. Ah, it's pleasing they, to the eye. Pleasing to the yeah, eye. Yeah, they've done the whole thing with electrodes and measured brain waves and all of that. So this is not just a scientist saying, you know what looks great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's also not just about a body. Though it, it, oh, the right. golden Anything, ratio yeah. does does it also apply to a picture of a house and a tree like something like that like anything needs to fall oh, into you're that. right I know that yes you're having trouble to... getting past the room we no, saw no well you reminded me of the room and and you know those are really good paintings <laughs> but um but yeah the golden ratio like in the way that a photo is framed or when you're looking through your camera and it's I think it's broken like into thirds yeah. so sure. there's a pleasing you don't place. want to center it you want to exactly if, you, if you're just in the center it's not as pleasing to the eye yeah well the fun <laughs> the, the headline is because of Robert Pattinson's features yeah um, the way his eyebrows eyes jaw nose lip the general face head shoulders measure, knees and toes <laughs> and the measurement out of all male celebrities, he has really what like the top score. Hmm. Other people who have really high scores, Bradley Cooper, yeah, yes, um, George Clooney, I think Ryan Gosling, the golden ratio, yeah, the proportion. That's all it means. Yeah, it doesn't mean that. But I do think he'll make such a great Batman because of that and because of his talent. Yeah, he's just one of these really good actors because he'll do something also that's not vain at all. He's done some really weird stuff since Twilight. You just don't belong in my world, though. Non-vampire stuff. This is the last you know, time and I'll ever see slipping me. into the bat suit no, next just, year. So Bella was attracted to him for the golden ratio and yeah. the golden paycheck yeah. too. I asked the question the other day on our social media, and boy, I really got some, we got some, it was just great, the responses. The question was, are we really harder as parents? Are we harder on the firstborn? And if so, why? And I asked that question because I was having an especially hard day with our firstborn, Murphy, Taylor, and I felt like I was being harder on her, and yet I couldn't stop myself. You know, we were having one of those days. All is well, we are fine, you know, but... And I won't get into the specifics of it for her sake. You mean harder on her just with the firmness of the way yes. you were speaking? And, yes. Yeah. What, are you, what are you saying to me? What are you doing? Why right. are you doing this sort of a thing? Right. And I kind of stepped back. I've learned to do that. It's like, we can talk about this later. Maybe it'd be better to talk about it later. But as I was thinking about it, am I being harder on her than I would on our youngest? So both of you are our firstborns. Yes. Were your parents harder on you? First and best born, yes. Way to go, Sam. Stop playing those games and answer. (laughs) Do you think that your parents were harder on you? Yeah. I think my parents were harder on me, and I think as a parent, I was harder on Sammy than all my other kids. Yes. It's because, I guess as a parent, you're doing it for the first time. Yes. So every little nitpicky detail you're worried about. Right. You realize later on, I don't really have to worry about that, or we can address this later, or, you know. 
I think that's exactly why the, the reputation exists for the firstborn, you know, being the, you know, the most expected of. Absolutely, that's what happened in, in my house. And does it shape you, you think? Um, yeah, where it comes from is a good place because you're the firstborn. I think it's the protectedness and it's mm-hmm. the first experience for the mom or, you know, or dad. Yeah. And that's what winds up happening. Oh my gosh, I can't mess this up. Right. I, I would like to think that I've mellowed some because I do think that early on I was mm-hmm. tougher, yes, you know, on Taylor being the firstborn, it's but true. I've, I have adjusted as time has gone on. Right. But you know, you don't intentionally try to treat any of your kids differently. But, but they think, are different people. Yeah, once you're accustomed to an experience, then, you know, you tend to dial it back a notch. I have to say this, Amanda, we had a lot of great responses to that question. She said, yes, we're harder on the first one. You're harder on the one that's most like yourself. Yeah, that's And when interesting. she said that, yeah. I just, it took my breath away because that, I feel, is true. We do want to hear about your parenting mistakes or fails or whatever you call them. 877-310-4MSJ because we were touching on the fact that sometimes you're harder on the oldest firstborn and you don't even know why. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll touch on that a little bit more in the After the Show podcast today. But 877-310-4MSJ to join us. Teresa, you've got one of those. Okay. When my daughter was about 10 years old, mm-hmm. uh, we were in a parking lot and she was carrying several water bottles. Mm-hmm. Uh, she dropped one, stepped on it, twisted mm-hmm. her foot a little bit, mm-hmm. said ouch, and cried around. Yeah. And so I said, you know, suck it up, move on. Right. <laughs> and so, um, as any good parent would do. Mm-hmm. And um, this, this went on for about a month. So she would cry, oh, my foot hurts. And oh, no. I always thought that it was a, you know, inopportune times, like when it was time to wash dishes or sure. something like that. <laughs> uh, she would cry about her foot. So. We played the game for about a month, and then finally I said, you know what, I'll just take you to the doctor because I don't want to hear about this anymore. So right. we go in, and she had a broken bone in her foot. Oh, <laughs> mom. Um, oh. So, yeah, so she went a whole month like that. Um, yeah. The good news is they put a cast on it, and she figured out how she could do cartwheels with the cast on. So she learned to do really amazing oh. cartwheels because she had that oh nice, goodness. heavy <laughs> fulcrum, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, not the point. Yeah, not the point of a cast. <laughs> Must have been some hard water. No kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How old is she now? Or just a hard boss. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? How old is she now? Uh, 25. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does she bring it up or and is she it? She reminds me. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, it healed up fine. And she reminds me regularly. Remember that time you made me have a broken foot for a month, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> Look, there is no parenting without mistakes. We are human, too. My kids Absolutely. are my first and only kids. Yeah. Yeah. Make so, some you mistakes. Know what? You, you raise them up and yeah. they'll survive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Teresa. Appreciate the call. Man, that would be hard. That would be a broken bone. That would make me feel bad, too. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. In many ways. 877-310-4675. Anytime you want to join the conversation. Okay, Sam, we're all having a fit to find out how your good deed for the year went yesterday. And I know you're addicted to it now. You went shopping for an elderly person in your neighborhood, yes? Yes, that person's daughter reached out to me and said that they're at home and they're not feeling well. Don't want them to get out to the, the grocery store. Can can you help out here? And I was sure. like, sure, I'll jump on that. You went and met her? Sent me a grocery list. <clears throat> and uh, two things I got to say. Number one, empathy. Number two, uh, 
I was a little bit concerned too. Why? The empathy being do it, the actual shopping process. I now know what those Walmart shoppers have to go through. What are you talking about? Because you're a you're, Walmart shopper. No, 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 no. The ones that do the shopping for you. Oh. Because I'm going through there with this list, and it's like they don't have this. So you what do substitute. I do? Yeah. So huh. I was doing a couple substitutions here, which later on I had to explain to the lady. This sure. is why I got this because of that. Sure. The concern I had was I went prancing up her driveway with all the bags and you know a sure. 12 pack of drinks that she wanted and knock on the door she opens it and i start to walk in and oh. she goes hang on a second i'm not feeling well so it's best that you don't come in oh and the first thing that hit my head was corona yeah, yeah. but i didn't but you, i didn't you know it's like i'm not gonna pry here's your bags and stuff yeah and you know what the thing is somebody who actually delivers the walmart groceries they can't come in through your front door anyway so no. yeah. you should have known better <laughs> yeah you're violating I gotta take all, my blue vest off <laughs> violating but, all kinds of rules so yeah. and, I told, and i told her too i was like your daughter has my phone number if you need anything else and the two things i had a substitute she was cool with because she knew those as well and liked those as well I nice. love that you're doing this, Sam. So, did you? Were there any awkward moments knowing that it's you? Like at the end, did you? No, this bumper no, elbow. No, 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 I didn't. I never touched her once because okay. after she said, "Yeah, she wasn't feeling." <laughs> all good. I heard was ah. So I gave yeah. her the the bags and you know gave her the statement that if you need anything else, let yeah. me know. I'm right around the corner. Nice. You know, maybe one way to handle the greeting for social distancing or when you leave is let's bring back the point and click. Ugh. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Check you later. That's when she got on the phone to her daughter. I, yeah, don't send him again, please. Some of my favorite conversations with our with family happen around a table, a dinner table, and we try to have dinner with the kids as many nights as possible when they haven't already eaten two packs of ramen noodles mm. before dinner. And I end up just cooking for Murphy and me anyway. But um, the other night we had dinner with the it was the four of just the four of us. And we learned something very interesting about Phoebe. Oh, wow. Um, Phoebe, who is almost 15, she'll be 15 next month, which freaks us out anyway, because she's our baby. But um, we know she has wonderful taste in music. She loves old music. She loves Queen. She likes, she loved Freddie Mercury before it was popular to love him again. You know, Bowie. Yeah, she yeah. loves Bowie. She also loves Stevie Wonder. Mm. And we can hear it cranked. I mean, when she's in her room, it's old music that's coming out, and it's cool. Mm-hmm. How many times have we walked down the hall and like, she's so cool. Listen yeah. to that. You know? I love Stevie Wonder. Um, and at the dinner table the other night, she said, we were talking about names and why we how we came about their names, just right. talking about that. And she la- laid this on us. Uh, when I have a child, she said, whether it's a boy or a girl, I'm naming that child Stevie. She said, after Stevie Wonder and Stevie Nicks. Because she loves Stevie Nicks now, too. She discovered Fleetwood Mac last year. And also, Rhiannon was blaring all the time. Yeah. So, it's just funny. Number one, that's cool. Yeah. It's a cool thing to say and adopt and, and put in your mind at almost 15 years old. And boy or girl. Yeah. And I just, it's just we might have a grandchild one day named Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then we could have a second grandchild named Wonder. And then, you, I mean, I don't, I don't think know if she's, she's going to go that, that route. No, no, no. She's going the Stevie route only. Oh. I don't so think So she could name the second one Stevie, too. Well, yeah. I was going to say, no. One could be named Stevie. The other could be named Wonder. That's kind of cute, you know? 
I don't think so. And uh, her boy could be David, and then the next girl could be Bowie. Yeah, you're saying there's a way to do this. Okay, you yeah. let her. How many figure kids is she having now? Yeah, mm-hmm. why don't we let her stick with just Stevie and then see if she changes her mind? Yeah. <laughs> and happy Memorial Day weekend. Log on to our website if you need something new to read. Some new ideas mm-hmm. for books we just couldn't put down, especially me. Our not so serious book club, Murphy, Sam, and Jody.com. Remember how the other day I spilled um, tea into my laptop? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember it's, that. It's okay now. It's all dried up and working. Um, I hope yeah. these things don't happen in threes because I had a big doozy early this morning that you don't even know about yet, Murphy. Mm. And I'm a doozy? I'm first going to start by saying I'm so sorry. Oh, I was half asleep. Oh. I didn't mean to. Okay. And this could happen to anybody. So Murphy's working from well, that's home scary. today. Yeah. Don't know what's, what's your first thought, Murphy? Car? Uh, yeah. uh. If I keep doing this, maybe it won't be so upset. I can build it up to be worse than it is. I hope so. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I, I am. It doesn't sound like it, but I'm working from so home. You know how today, when you're, you're so. yeah, you're home. I'm here. Yeah. Lucky I was able to get here. So um, you know how when you're early in the morning, you, you're in a routine, you go through the motions. Mm-hmm. Yes. So one of the motions that I go through in the morning is I get once I get my coffee and I get dressed and I, I'm headed out, I get into my car and I get all my stuff situated and I reach up and I press the uh, garage door opener and then yep. I, ba- I put it in reverse and I back out. Mm. So I, I thought that I pressed the garage door opener. Are you serious? And so I backed out and I immediately bumped into the garage door. I was like, oh, said a nice little word or two. And then I pulled forward and then I tried to open the garage door and it would only go halfway up. (laughs) So I. What did you do? I pulled back up. I turned the car off. I went and pressed the button and tried to do it again. Uh And it seemed to go a little further, but it wouldn't go. So I just closed it. I had to make a quick decision. So I had to get here. You know what I'm saying? What did you do? I took Taylor's car. <laughs> Taylor doesn't okay. know yet either. So, well, yeah. I guess I should have gone into the carport this morning before I came out here. I know. Anyway, I'm sorry. Maybe we can bend it? Like, <laughs> hey, the good news is, Murphy, the, you got quarantine going on, so you got plenty of time to deal with this. The garage yeah. door just needs to be fixed. Right? Mm, just, I, I doubt oh. it. If you backed into it, it's probably going to be replaced. No way. It, it was. It went halfway. <clears throat> Doesn't matter. <laughs> I think it could be bent. It was so slight. Oh. I didn't. I didn't back heavily into it. You know, it was like yeah, slight. Listen to you. You're trying to sell it. Yeah. It was slight. It goes halfway. Come on. It could have happened to anybody. I'm finding the silver lining here. I love this, and I saw it like on a. You'd have been proud of me, Murphy. I was reading a business <laughs> a business update like oh. online. <laughs> That's cool. So you read the silver lining. No, I read a business. <laughs> there's a there's something called the silver lining. No, I'm joking. It's, it would be perfect, wouldn't it? But it sounds like that kind of book. I was reading a business article yeah. about how in this pandemic, like who's doing well, who's uh, suffering. Yeah. More businesses are suffering, but there are certain yes. ones that are off the charts and it's the no duh obvious ones. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it was an article about how this pandemic has seen the comeback of the local small town grocery store, a, a business that was struggling before up next to online delivery, big box stores, and what, I don't know what you call them, wholesale distributions. <laughs> we all know. Yeah, <laughs> and That's right. what they're called. But you yeah. know, and and... 
And it's so lovely and beautiful. Honestly, mm-hmm. think about that sort of grocery store. We've all been there. It feels like you're you're in there holding your grandma's hand. They've got real legit things. There are people who work in the deli who've worked there forever. There's something so beautiful and special no, about it. You know what they have too? Jackson, my 16 year old, just started. In the middle of the pandemic, he started his first job, and it's at one of those little grocery stores. And you love it. And he he's he's gets the carts and does other stuff, but he's also a bagger. Yeah. And I went there to drop in on him, and sure enough, it's mm-hmm. like there's two or three people just bagging. And it's like, love you don't that. get that anymore. You know how I can't stand a self-checkout? Oh, I get so mad every time I'm expected to self-check out. I can't deal with it. But um, I love the small town local grocery store. But the reason it's seen the comeback, and I hope you remember after after the world gets back to normal after this, and you have every choice to go wherever you want to go, remember yeah. who was there for you during this. Because people feel more safe there. It's less crowded. Less people to bump elbows with. You just feel more safe and usually the and even it's, though it's smaller they usually have like exotic different things of course they do yeah stuff that you can't you can't find mm-hmm. in other places i just yeah. kind of love that and I, i'm happy to hear that and i'm hoping because i know it's been 50 50 on local restaurants and things like that just yes, because it it's when you don't have the wages coming in it's very difficult to go out and pay for a meal right mm-hmm. but yes. you know but a lot of local restaurants are i think Busting experiencing it. the same thing and being and creative and it's awesome exactly yeah. so anyway i'll just keep reading about the business stuff and bringing you the silver linings that's thank good. you jody hang out with us we like to visit with you 877-310-4msj how are you Kay? I'm doing pretty good. I'm just at work listening to you guys, and I heard uh, that you guys were going to do some petty grievances. I have a great one for you. Hit us. The pettier, the better. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm an essential worker, so I work at a a grocery store, and my petty grievances, I can't go to my normal grocery stores where I like to go. Yeah. So I have to mix my my work with my leisure time, and it it really (sighs) sucks. Okay. So you don't shop yeah. at the grocery store where you work, even though you probably have a discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I don't like uh, doing my groceries where I work. And I feel you. E- yeah, even though I have a discount, I, I don't like being here that much. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We understand. Okay. Well, that's not so bad, but but yeah, that's petty. That's yeah, a petty yeah, grievance. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But it's a good one. Good time to f- enjoy your discount, though. And how much is that discount? <laughs> We'll I'll, be right I'll, over. I'm just curious. <laughs> oh, I got I get a a ten percent discount on certain things, nice. not everything. Nice, nice. So it, it it helps. It helps. Thank you for this. I hope you have a good day at work. Yeah. Enjoy the discount. Like I said, at least <laughs> find that silver yeah. lining. <laughs> and stay safe. Oh, yeah, I definitely will. I know it's yeah. front lines. Thank you. Busy guys. all day. Yeah. Thank you guys. And again, I love your show. Thank Listen you. To it every day when I'm working. Thank you, well, thank Kay. You. I'm always curious about the retail discount. I've only ever worked one place where I got a discount. I didn't know grocery stores <clears throat> offered that to employees. That's why though. I'm asking. That's why I asked. Well, I mean, it's probably business dependent. You know what I mean? Certain businesses. You know, I have friends that work at Best Buy that get a discount. Well, see, that's a good. That you would expect that. What do you mean business dependent? Well, each business decides. You know, I guess what they'll do for employee discounts. Oh, t- you know okay, I mean? yeah, got it's it. It's like if they you work over the right Best Buy though, and you get ten percent on equipment, you know, stuff that makes sense. But like grocery store, grocery store, you get ten percent off on bananas. Why? Why not? It just seems odd. It's to one me. of the incentives for retail workers. Yeah, I'm right. so 10%, about it. Ten percent, Sam. So you think about of that the retail discount. If you spend what thousands over a year, ten percent on groceries. That is, you know, I mean, you. 
Yeah, Save on some bananas. Bucks. All right. Okay, 877-310-4MSJ. Hit us up with your petty grievances. No judgment. We just want to hear about it. We've got them, too. And Jody broke the news earlier this morning that there was a <clears throat> mishap when she was uh, backing out of the garage. Now, yeah. I'm a, Translation, you, she backed into the garage door. Forgot right. to open it. I'm... So I am actually working uh, from from home this morning. Uh, you know, and just in the COVID safety interest of everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have it, by the way, just so you know. This is just me being cautious today. Studio safe. So, Jody is the, it, it, you know, asked me to walk out and look at the garage to see how bad things were. And I also went back and watched the video yes. thing just to see exactly, yes. you know, how and? this how this all happened. So, you know, you said that you your routine is you get in the car, you crank it, you push the button or whatever, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. And so I, I went back through. Now, let me ask you this. Do you push the button before or after? I feel like I'm under interrogation. Yes. No. yes. Do, you, do you push the garage door opener before or after you crank the car? I crank the car first, and then I push the garage door opener button. Okay. So if that's the case, then you go- you did not push the door button this morning. Oh! <laughs> I thought you I can did. see through the window, you can see that. I, I don't know if you were distracted by the cap you're wearing because you were adjusting that. Um, well, at least were, my cap looks good. You, you were looking to get your key to get into the building, which I'm glad you had that and your security key, so I could see that. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, you backed in, it bowed out pretty significantly. And, then and I then, pulled in, and then I tried to open it. Yeah. Well, and I have actually sound of that. If you want to hear it, see oh, what it sounds yes, like. Yes, 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 It sounds like a t- tin can crackling. Okay. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Ooh. That was it going up. Oh. That's going down. There's not any, you hear any that? bad <laughs> words. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so that's the, that's what a thin aluminum sounds like when it cracks. <laughs> <laughs> So what's the word? Do you think the whole thing has to be replaced? Or is Actually, this- you should know that it, it, for where you happen to hit it, I think we can just push it back into place and there's no uh-huh. visible crease outside. I think. God. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm going to have to... I, I only ran real quick because, you know, songs are only so long. Yeah. So. Good, good thing you're working from home today. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, during the next break, I'll go try to push it back into place. Let me let you know how it yes. goes. So there actually is plenty of good news around. You just have to know where to look, and Jody's found it. Good news. Jody's good thing. I need some good news, baby. I like this story because it's like, it's creative. You got to get creative in these times, and boy, have yeah. we seen that a lot. People dropping mm. stuff on front porches, surprises <laughs> in, no, in, in mailboxes. Uh, I had the Amazon guy drop something on my front porch. <laughs> Congrats, Sam. Thank you. Okay, we've all been to local bars and joints and burger places that have dollar bills like up on the ceiling oh yeah it's really crazy oh, yeah, yeah. the first time you ever see it you're like man i wonder how much money is up there i wonder who started that idea you know, Some was bar it like, owner. Did the bar owner take his first dollar that he earned, staple yes. it, and other people got the idea? Murphy, actually, that's exactly how that starts. You're so proud oh. as a business owner. You have worked to make that day happen, and somebody comes in and orders a cold one, and it's your first dollar, and you hang it up. Well, I've seen it in, in frames Yeah, before. you usually put it in a frame. Uh, Not staple it to the ceiling. But, you know, have you ever put a... Once then, you start... Yeah, then you know you're dealing with a high-class joint. Have you ever put a dollar bill up on a bar yeah. room wall? Yeah. Or ceiling? Yeah. I yeah. think we have, too. Actually, I love those places. you got Me lots too. of character. Yeah. 
I always wonder how dirty it is, the money. But it didn't matter. Anyway. (laughs) I don't mean like mafia dirty. I mean... We'll staple it all to the ceiling, and no one will guess. Okay, yes. I just want to. This That's is a, a perfect way to launder this. This is show. a beautiful, good story. Um, place called the Sandbar in Tybee Island. It's um, where the bartenders and the musicians, and they haven't worked in weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they de- these are people who depend on this money income for the bar being opened. So the owner thought, you know, I do have money literally hanging around because for years people have put customers have put stapled dollar bills to the walls and ceiling yeah, yeah. Right. so it took some time but they got it took a few days they got more than three thousand dollars off of the walls and ceiling and paid some of the workers each worker got around 600 bucks each that's awesome it that is, is really awesome. cool and i'll never see that money again and think of it without thinking of I this know. You'll, you'll think about how really cool that is And hope you're having a safe Memorial Day weekend. And if you're in the kitchen, go get our recipe for the best ever cinnamon bun cake. Mm. I still dream about it. Also, the best brownies we've ever had. Mm. They're called Catherine Hepburn brownies. I was thinking Audrey Hepburn brownies. No, it's Catherine, but it doesn't okay. matter. Best ever. Go get the recipes. MurphySamAndJody.com. I just want to say, in light of our events this morning... My big mistake early, in the early morning hours of leaving the house in the dark, in my routine, I accidentally, well, I thought that I had pressed the garage door button. I backed into a closed garage door. Mm. I didn't mean to, obviously. And now we know that Murphy's had a chance to go check it out. And you think it won't have to be replaced. Like, it won't cost a million dollars. No, I, I look, I think it was bent. I mean, I went out there, you know, and, and pulled on it and... It's just bowed out a little bit. It did spring back a little bit when you pulled forward. A <laughs> security camera demonstration. What do you mean? I, I, that was bad for me to try to close oh, it, no. like open it? Actually, you know, it's, see, I know I was teasing you earlier about this, but look, here are a couple of good things. I really should compliment you. You did not go back any farther. I'm glad you were sensitive enough to stop. I thought I was going to see the thing come off. <laughs> That's what I thought I was going to see. You know? But it didn't. And, and and the other thing is, you were calm. I'm used to seeing your facial expressions. You were like totally calm. I know. And here's the other thing, Sam. It didn't take Jody 30 seconds to troubleshoot. Once she realized it wasn't going to go up and down, you figured out, I'm just going to take Taylor's car and go. And yes. I'm just like... Wow, that's decision making. I mean, that's we have what, a you know, show to do. I had work to do. I, I know, but you didn't get stuck. So I'm just I'm complimenting I'm you. I'm growing up. That. How come you, you didn't take Murphy's car? After hitting, after no way do I drive <laughs> no. the Batmobile. I don't so, drive the Batmobile on a beautiful day on a clear road. Here, here's what's uh, really what? something else, and I'm really luckier than I realized that last night when we were we were riding around, I left my truck in the driveway, <laughs> and right before I laid my head on the pillow, I'm like. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to go move my truck just in case. Let me go put it up. So I'm glad I put it up because the second thing that would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, the reason I bring it back up is I want to say this. You understand, I, for everybody that this has ever happened to, I feel stupid. I um, just, at the end of the day, I'm so glad you're not overly upset and you're not the kind of person who flies off the handle because I already, you understand having to tell you. Yeah, you felt, I know. Now we have to fix it. And there might even be a scratch on the back of the forerunner. I just... Yeah, there is. <laughs> but, that's, but that's okay too. Look, he was saving that till later. I feel <laughs> stupid. You shouldn't. If so, you remember, I closed the garage door on that vehicle mm, ten years I ago. I know. You know what I mean? So I yeah. know. So we're even. <laughs> 
We love it when you jump in. 877-310-4MSJ. And Mary says we're a part of her morning routine. And, <laughs> routine. and what else, Mary? Well, I always do one cup of black coffee. Nice. And then oh, I English. drink, or I really prefer oolong tea, but I mm-hmm. ordered the wrong kind. So now I'm just drinking the green tea. But when I get right. to work, right. if I have a cup of coffee, I have to put creamer in it. I know. Yeah. Well, well, then why do you do yeah, black coffee like in the morning first thing? Because I, I, don't, I don't like the sweetness in the morning. The very first thing, I just want that black and I drink very weak coffee. Right. Black, okay. weak coffee, and it just kind of gradually wakes me up, mm-hmm. and then I drink my tea, <laughs> then I brush my teeth, and then I get going. So funny. Everybody has a specific little morning routine, and it's it's like that. It can be weird. Um, I love coffee, and I love the way it makes me feel, although I've heard, I've been told that you can drink it all day, Jody. You can drink it all morning till noon. I usually try to stop by noon. But you're always going to be chasing that first cup, the, <laughs> the way that that <laughs> felt. Exactly. And I'm not a huge coffee drinker until I moved to a place that was <laughs> very cold. Yeah. So I kind of <laughs> do it out of just survival sure. <laughs> and saving electric bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have so. a friend that I had lunch with not long ago, Mary, and it was freezing in the restaurant and she doesn't drink coffee. It's funny that we're friends. Anyway, she um, doesn't drink coffee, but at the end of the meal, while we were still visiting and I ordered a coffee, she ordered a hot water in a cup. And they were like, would you like a tea bag? And she goes, no. She just wanted to hold it. Oh. Nope. (laughs) Right? All right. Well, sweet. We love hearing about your routine. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, girls. um, I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) They're girls. Quite all right, Mary. Quite all right. Sorry. They're kind of girly sometimes. You're hanging with the girls. You become one. I know. Yes. Especially Sam. Um, Okay. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Have a great one. Thanks, Mary. Appreciate the call. 877-310-4MSJ. Anytime you want to join us. Checking out our Facebook page for your petty pandemic grievances. We want to hear them. We get them. We want to go to TJ Maxx, It's a serious time, but I mean, there are things that are driving us nuts. I miss going to a restaurant and sitting there at the Mm -hmm. table, eating there so much. Um, Jennifer says, library's being closed. She misses that so much. Yep, take it for granted. Michelle says, I'm praying that football season won't be affected. Amen. Gosh, me too, Michelle. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. You know, that's that's the whole thing, any event like that. You know what I mean? Because events have stopped. It's kind of weird. There's nothing you can get in and root for. Is this it's the first year weird. in how many yeah. years that Jazz Fest was canceled? Yeah. I don't know how many years, Sam. I wondered about your mom. Well, I mean, yeah, it is. For that. Yeah, there, no poster I mean, this just, year. Every it's festival in America. Yeah, every know? Essence, Jazz Fest, all of them are. They yeah. were all postponed, but now they're right. canceling. And Lisa says from our Facebook page in all caps, the beach. Mm. Had to cancel her beach plans. We're with you. Mm. Keep your petty grievances coming. Murphy, I found, and I know you haven't been online a lot lately, and I know you, well, you may not have seen it because I feel like you just, you, if you saw this headline, you would have spoken to me about it. What? Murphy's a type 1 diabetic. I am. And the yes. headline is New Hope for People with Type 1 Diabe- Diabetes. Yeah, you know how many times I've seen that headline? Yeah, that no. pops up. <laughs> it does. It pops up all the time. And you well, know. it's because they're continually doing research. We hope, we are hopeful that sometime in yeah, our lifetime. Funny. Is this the uh, closed loop artificial pancreas thing? No. <laughs> okay. Guess again. You say sweet things. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a new technique they're testing that involves inserting insulin-producing cells into the eye. Oh, now, no. I don't, I don't ah. know if that means injecting. Oh. We'll get to that because, you know, some people in my family have had eye. My papa has to have eye injections. Please. My mom be has done. been told to have some eye injections and she hasn't well, made the appointment Okay, yet. all right. But So oh. tell me what this I'm dying to know what's going I wanna on. I want to go help her and hold her hand, but I don't ah. know if I can do it. Ay, ay, ay. Um, anyway... It involves inserting this insulin-producing cell into the eye somehow between the iris and the cornea Okay. because the eyes have apparently immune privilege. Have you heard of this? It doesn't launch an immune attack on foreign bodies. The eye. Specifically. So eyelet cells will grow in your cornea and then produce insulin from now on? That's the hope. They said the test only takes, the procedure only takes like 25 minutes, and it ultimately will reduce the need for insulin shots. See, Mm. that's pretty awesome. If it can eliminate it, that's cool, because they've tried that kind of experience uh, experiment before. (laughs) It's an experience, I'm sure. I mean, there are things where they take, so without getting too technical about it, the islet cells are the part of the pancreas that produce insulin. Mm -hmm. And when you're a type 1 diabetic like me, this is not what type 2 diabetes is, but when you're type 1, it's an autoimmune response where your body kills those islet cells. Yeah, you don't so, make insulin anymore. And so there's no, at the moment, they haven't found a way to grow those islet cells where they're not attacked. The only thing that's been close is an injection into like a portal vein where the islet cells will latch, but then you have to be on immunosuppressing drugs. And uh. you know, so that's, I'd never wanted to go that route. Yeah. But this has promise. If it will if it will do what your pancreas used to do, <laughs> I know. Then, I, then I would and love even that. even if the eye is the way. Stick a needle in the eye? I didn't uh, say it, needle. It said in... If that, if that kept me from wearing an insulin pump and giving shots every day, uh. I'm all about it. Uh. Absolutely. Man, and I see? think any type one would tell you they would be too. We're going to keep watching for you then. Jody, earlier you were telling us about uh, the mouse run-in that you had at the house. We all did. The little bitty mouse that Phoebe tried to get for us because Murphy and I were standing on a ladder yeah. screaming. <laughs> and it was funny because you were talking about using the broom to try to corral him or direct him somewhere. Yeah, Murph was. I, I see a lot of videos you know, on YouTube with people that broom seems to be the thing to go to to get him around. It becomes your extended arm. Uh, well, it's usually the thing you have the easiest access to in the house. Uh, you know? It happened to me when I was a teenager and you know, you had your chores. One of mine was vacuuming the house. And we used to have one of those old vacuums that had the canister down here and then the hose. And then yes, you had those the, are difficult, but yes, we had one too. And I was vacuuming in the kitchen and I moved the dog bowl out the way. And Ugh. apparently, guess who was there? A couple of them. Two mice. Did it, you, and two? Yeah. And then, you know, for me, reaction kicked in because I had this thing you in my hand. You didn't suck one up. No. Oh, I, God. I, I, but I did go whack, whack. It was like whack-a-mole in real life. Yeah, you didn't get them. I got one, but the other guy got away. Yeah. I didn't want to hear that. I almost wish you hadn't gotten them. Yeah, me too. I was hoping it would be, and they got away. Oh. See, we, we, we didn't even see ours. We just heard, well, oh, no. Jody saw him. I, I saw him, I, and that's what's crazy is that, unfortunately, he was really cute. I, I mean, the little ears were precious, and the little tail. He was a little, fast so, mouse. Wait, nobody else saw him but you? I, right. He was really there, Sam, uh, okay. just because I was the only one uh-huh. fast enough to see him. <laughs> and happy Memorial Day weekend. Log on to our website if you need something new to read. Some new ideas mm-hmm. for books we just couldn't put down, especially me, our Not So Serious Book Club, murphysamandjody.com. Okay, Murphy. Yeah. You know, you've been throwing around this term for a while in life to me. And you're like, yeah, you know the 80-20 rule. 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And I think you explained it once, and I'm, I got it for five minutes, but it does not stick. It's called the Pareto Principle. Uh-huh. It's, it's 100 years old. I know, I looked old. it up. Yeah, right. You said, yeah, it's the Pareto Principle. This is what I looked up. I want you to explain why it's real and how it supposedly well, can change your life. I think it's like, it's one of these law of averages things. Because basically what he's saying, if what you looked up, did it explain that me, it's 80% me, of the effect comes from 20% of the cause? Yeah, let me read it. Okay. What does Mr. Burrito say? The 80-20 rule, the law of the vital few. Right. See, that doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, states that for many events, roughly 80% of the effects come from 20% of the causes. Yeah, that's what I just said. So, yeah. like, break that down. How does that change your, how does that work in business or how does that seem to work? Wait, can I try this one? Yes, yes Bailey, Bailey you can. please. Let's, <laughs> let's say you own a restaurant. Okay. 80% of the restaurant's income will most likely come from 20%, 20%. of your total patrons, a.k.a. the regulars. Yes. Nice. That's a great point. That's, that's what I needed. Way to I need a real life yeah. explanation. It's kind of like, you know, when when Jody's mom comes to visit, uh, 80% of the joy comes from 20% of the, percent of the time we spend together. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, if we're going to play this game, I've got a few for you. No, I'm just kidding. Seriously. Bailey's, Bailey's explanation is Some perfect. people say that it can change your life, so that's what I want to know. I get the explanation. 80% of your... Hey, if you it can be attached to exercise, right? 80% well, of your results come from 20% of what yes. you do? Is and if that? those 20% are doing all doing 80% of the stuff, those are the f- folks you want to concentrate on. Okay. You know, advertise to those people. Uh, you know, do stuff for those people because okay. they're bringing you most of the business. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you think of it, it's really about leverage, okay? So if you have a list of things to do, mm-hmm. you have 10 things on the list, only two of those 10 are going to yield the biggest results for you. Probably. Oh, if that's... you spend your time and energies on that 20%, and so the reason that they use it for organization is they say when you're trying to focus on priorities, realize that 80% of your results are only going to come from 20% of what you of do. Of your list. That's right. why you're always talking about 80-20 rule when you're making your to-do list. Yes. And so you blow off the other 80%? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, baby. And hope you're having a safe Memorial Day weekend. And if you're in the kitchen, go get our recipe for the best ever cinnamon bun cake. Mm. I still dream about it. Also, the best brownies we've ever had. Mm. They're called Catherine Hepburn brownies. I was thinking Audrey Hepburn brownies. No, it's Catherine, but it doesn't matter. Best ever. Go get the recipes. MurphySamAndJody.com.